Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in, 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Oh, sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Do you feel like a champion? Well, they do in Cleveland. You're listening to (laughs) Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. Summer has officially begun. It is Monday, and Believe Land is Cleveland, and they got it done. Give us a call. We'll talk about it all. 718-664-9098. Always shoot us your emails about LeBron's legacy. Curry's, Kyrie's, Ray and Tay today at gmail.com. Also, shoot us who you think will be the number one pick, Simmons or Ingram. We are previewing the NBA draft 2016. Give you our mock draft for the first round, some sleepers. RayandTayToday.com, the website, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes. We are everywhere. Ray, it is simply said the king came home, got it done. He did it for Jose Mesa. He did it for Ernest Biner and Bernie Kosar. He did it for Art Modell leaving. He did it for Craig Elo and Doherty and, and Mark Price and the boys and Larry Nance. He did it for Big Z, Zadrunas Agaskas. LeBron James came back. He delivered on his promise, and he won a championship under the most amazing circumstances. Only three teams in Game 7 in the NBA Finals have forced it to a Game 7 being down 3-1, and they were the one and only to win it. Your initial thoughts and feelings after the clock rang, you went with Golden State, I went with Cleveland. We both had six games. It was finally a classic seventh game. The peak rate ratings were 44.5, I think. Overall, they must have been a 30-something. Tell me, when Kyrie hit the three, LeBron hit the block, got that amazing block, what were you thinking and what were you feeling? So a lot of things went through my mind. So number one hmm. was that the game is about stars. And this game had stars on both sides, so it's not it's not fair to say one side has stars and the others. But stars make plays, and Kyrie Irving was well defended. He hit a fadeaway three with Woo! a hand in his face. That's a really difficult shot. If he misses the shot, everybody says it's a bad shot selection. Jeff Van Gundy was killing them for letting the shot clock go down because it was it was basically one shot and done, and they didn't really do much rotation. It was just, I'm better than you. So that was one of the things that went through my mind. The other thing was, it's really nice to have two number one overall picks. You know, Cleveland was terrible for four years, and it got them the right to pick Kyrie Irving. And they obviously picked LeBron in 03, and then he ended up coming back. So to have two number one overall picks paid dividends. And the third thing I was thinking was, 
Duke immediately popped to mind, which is ironic that Kyrie Irving played one year at Duke. And Mike Krzyzewski and Duke have five Not even a full year. <laughs> yeah, he got hurt, and then he came back just in time for the NCAA tournament. But I thought about Duke, and I thought, you know what? Golden State, this is the new NBA. And just as easily as those hero shots from 25 feet went in against Oklahoma Which I give you credit, Ray. You said all season and all playoffs, they are terrible shots. And the Roosters came home. It catches up to you at some point. Now, at what point, right? You can't say... Look, three for two is always better. I'll always take three over two. Uh, you know, I want three points on the scoreboard as opposed to two points on the scoreboard. But you saw that once Bogut went down and once Draymond yep. went out and they started Not relying on those threes and those hero threes. Now, to, but, but, but you can't really knock them because those hero threes were the same hero threes that allowed them to come back from 3-1 against a very good defensive Oklahoma City team. But eventually, it can catch up to you, and it did. And if it weren't for Draymond Green, who's not that great a oh. shooter, but had an unbelievable game, they would they have been, been blown, blown out. out. Blown so, out. I, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to judge this in historical terms. You know, is this well? A great but also, team give credit to State? Barnes and Iguodala. They showed up last night. Yeah. You know, they actually showed up. You know, where Barnes was getting ripped, Iguodala was injured. Let's keep it real. But he still, I mean, he played well. But, Ray, the biggest issue is, because you're talking about the shooting and we're talking about the Splash Brothers, and you and I, when we did our top fives of the two guards, we, we still went with Harden. And as the playoffs went on, we were like, oh, we got to really think about it and go with Clay. And I'm not going to drop or rip Clay for last night or whatever, because he was, besides Draymond, he was, you know, really the most valuable for the Warriors in this series. But I will say this. This is what all the old veterans were talking about, from Barkley to big old Isaiah Thomas to other guys. When you play really rough and tough perimeter defense, it's not as easy to get those shots. When you make Steph play defense and fight through screens and he's got to stick Kyrie, and let's be honest, Kyrie was sunning him to keep it on the Queen's tip from Mob Deep. He sunned him this whole series. He made he danced all over him. He embarrassed him on the court, broke his ankles. He might need forget the shoulder and the knee. And he said he probably doesn't need surgery. He's gonna need surgery on his ankles from what Kyrie did to him. But let's be honest, nobody all season Ray was physical with them. And in the NBA playoffs, different from this, you know, NBA now, you can be physical. The refs call the game a little bit differently, as they should. And I think the seven games of OKC and the seven games of Cleveland, it wore down Curry and Clay. It just did. And they never tried to go to the hole. How do you have Kevin Love sticking you, Ray? That last sequence where Love was sticking him, you go by Love and you take it to the hole. And he admitted in, in the post conference, I don't know if you saw the press conference at post game, yep, 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 but he was yep, like, yep. I was aggressive in the wrong ways. He's throwing behind the back passes. You know, this isn't any injuries. Curry was outplayed. He did not play well, and he's going to learn from it. He's got to get stronger. He needs to be a better passer and stop all the turnovers and be more of a pure point guard. And he needs to stop chucking up all those threes. Sometimes you've got to take it to the basket. I thought that you they know? were too loose with the basketball all postseason. Mm. It's great to play with confidence, yeah. but, you know, it reminded me of Were they of arrogant? That Did you think was, they got a little arrogant? Be honest. 
So there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. I thought that they were overly confident in their ability to come back and make threes and make big shots whenever they needed to, right? It's that whole thing we talked about a week ago where it was like two for three. Yeah, no problem. You score two on me, I'll score three on you. So I, I, I don't think it's arrogance. I don't. I, I really think it, it's confidence. And, and, again, it's that fine line. But I don't think they disrespected Cleveland. Um, the question I have for you, though, is if Draymond Green plays – forget about Bogey getting hurt, right? Those things happen. Uh, that's out of your control. If Draymond Green plays game five, do LeBron and Kyrie both still go for 41? Do they win the game? Do they build the momentum? And is Cleveland still the champion? That's a hard one to call because I, I could go both ways with it. He's so big defensively, but at the same time, you saw in game three with Draymond there, and even though it was Cleveland, um, they – you know, they took it to them. I think Bogut was more important than Draymond in this. He was great, as I was saying, at screening. He's a great passer, but he also, you could throw alley-oops to him, the backdoor screens, he could pass it to Draymond and Curry when they would cut. And, you know, I, I think that game five, even though Bogut got hurt, Let's say Draymond was there, but Bogut still gets hurt. The way that I think Cleveland and, Le- and Kyrie and LeBron and Lou figured out the team in the sense that they were going to high screen and roll them to death, and, I, and basically Kyrie and LeBron just took turns, and they turned up the aggression. Because we saw games one and two, LeBron was not the LeBron that we just saw at the end. And – Remember I said to you going in the series, the reason why I picked him, and, 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 you know, when Oren had called in and I told you, I said, LeBron James looks healthy. I didn't care that it was Toronto. He didn't have the back injuries from last year. He looked thinner, leaner, and his dunks and just his aggressiveness and the rest that he had in the Eastern Conference, it's why I thought they could win this all along. Are you trying to say LeBron bigger, better, faster, better, and much stronger? stronger. <laughs> yeah, stronger and much faster. Now, we got a call, and maybe this caller will want to jump in on LeBron's legacy because today that's got to be part of our conversation. Three and four, Isaiah Thomas said last night. Think about the difference between two and five uh, versus three and four. It's hard to say that one game makes a legacy, but it it changes it. I mean, he was already cemented to me. I'm hearing these guys on ESPN, oh, he's better than Larry Bird now. No, stop it. He was already better than Larry Bird. It's just that Larry was three and two in finals. But LeBron was already the best three. What he did last night and winning the series against the 73-9 and team, that now, with the fact that he's got five to seven years left still, changes everything in a sense that, look, Isaiah Thomas, probably the best pure point guard of all time, said it's Jordan, Kareem, and LeBron. I don't know if you and I are ready to go there. Let's bring our caller in and see what our caller thinks about LeBron's, uh, you know, legacy in the game. Caller, you're on the air with Ray and Tay. Hey, hey, it's Craig. How are you doing? Craig from Silver Spring. What's up, Craig? Hey, good, good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. So, I think, you know, LeBron's a very, very, very good basketball player. He's a a physical specimen. Uh Uh-oh, I hear a blood coming. Right. (laughs) 6'8", 270, 280, however big he is. 
But it's just so hard for me having grown up watching the Michael Jordans. I got a tiny bit of the Isaiah Thomas area to, to, to just call this guy. He just doesn't have that edge. He doesn't have that, that I'm not going to lose this game day in, day out, every year. I mean, obviously you saw him put it in towards the end of, of this series, but what was going on in the beginning? I mean, they were they were on a brink unless he was playing with people's emotions and he he, he wanted to make it look uh, more difficult than it was. But he just doesn't have that, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is. The but killer instinct. I agree. Right. Craig, totally agree. But let me ask you, cut you off there. Excuse me. Let me say this to you. You are so right. But two things. One, no one's saying he's Michael. Right now, he, he listen. Let's be fair. He does more than Michael did, and he has to do more than Michael. You know what I mean? In terms of winning, he's never had a Rodman, although Tristan Thompson is the closest thing, and he's never played with a Pippen. Kyrie Irving is really the second best, and you could say Dwayne Wade and Bosh. But in terms of this team in Cleveland, Kyrie Irving. It, you couldn't even rank him anywhere right now in his career close to a Pippen or a healthy Wade or, you know, I guess he's better than Bosch maybe. But LeBron was and is mentally, he's magic in a Jordan, you know what I mean? He's magic size in a Jordan body and mixed together. And so he thinks past first, and that's why he's been criticized his whole career for that. He's not an assassin and a killer like Kobe and Mike, but – let me tell you, that block shot last night, that right there to me summed up his career in a nutshell because nobody, nobody else was going to do that the way he did. And to me, that, that was the clutchest thing I've seen in a long time, Craig. Let me, he let got me it ask done. you something, Craig. Let me ask you something because, I, you know, I was killing LeBron for a long time, and, you know, I'm slowly coming around. I'm going to bring say, in Craig's buddy, too. You you go talk. I'm going to bring in O on this, too. He's here. Here's so the guy. I, I'm, I'm go ahead, say, o, listen if in. If you were to replace <laughs> LeBron James with anybody else in today's NBA, could they have won this series? Could they have won, you know, the, the three finals that he won? I'm not sure. So even though, yes, he'll never reach Mike's status, he may never reach, you know, Kareem's status, Bill Russell's status. You know, there's some guys out there that are just, you know, on another level. You never reach them, especially if you've already lost four finals. But did he not prove to you in games five, six, and seven that all that talent, when it comes out, when he unleashes the hounds, he's just... (laughs) maybe the best player we've ever seen. Now, I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan, but I'm saying he's got the gifts that nobody else has. And when he puts those gifts to work, and God forbid if he hits his threes, uh, you know, he, he just is the embodiment of the perfect basketball player at times. Did you see some of that in five, six, and seven? Give me, give me some. Give me a little bit of love for for for, uh, for what LeBron did. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll let me, can I chime in? Yeah, uh, please, so I, please. I, 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 so the one the one stat I, I heard today that that sort of made me say, oh, wow. They said he for this series he had the most points, the most rebounds, the most assists, the most steals out of everybody on the court. And blocks, and blocks, 
and, and, of both and teams. Blocks. Right. So, uh, so no one's ever done right. that. Right, right. That, I mean, I, I, I got to give my hat to the dude. That's, I mean, that's more than impressive. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, and, and to your point, for the position that he plays, there's nobody in the league that's like him. I mean, there, there's, there's nobody close. But, but until, until, until he's able to use all those tools, all those gifts, to be able to win every single year, like the greats did. I mean, they didn't lose. They didn't lose championships because they had whatever gifts they had to get their teams that far. And, and, and I mean, and that's the that's to me that's a knock. If you're that good, wait, wait. I I got I gotta say this. You ain't you ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. <laughs> Michael Jordan was six and zero. Oh. He did not win when he came back and lost to Shaq and Penny when Penny was about to be the next Jordan, right? And we'll give him a pass because he just came back. But still, remember, he didn't have a Rodman, and that's when they went out and got Rodman. Before Pippen came and Horace Grant, he never won his first, what, seven or nine years seven in the years, NBA when yeah. he was scoring 63 on Bird. And so Magic was 5-4. and four. Kobe, you know, couldn't win without Shaq until he got Gasol and Bynum and Ron Artez, who was sane, and, and Lamar Odom, who was probably the most versatile, uh, big 6'10 player point guard since before LeBron. So let's be fair. All these guys have played with Hall of Famers. We don't even run, run down the list of the Celtics and the Sixers, Doc with Moses, Bird with McHale, Parrish, Ains, Johnson. So everybody's had help. Everybody's had dogs. You could debate that LeBron and Allen Iverson have, in terms of being just, I mean, ridiculous yeoman's work with nobody on their side. This is the first time in Cleveland, because, you know, Miami, he had the big three and all those shooters around him. But in Cleveland, he's never had a team. Last year, it was him and Della Vadova getting two games. <laughs> and this Jelly. year, it was, you know, hey, he did it with those crew. I think – LeBron, because he came in from high school and he was the chosen one and yada, 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 the media and everybody has been on this guy's back for 13 years, and every slip-up, they want to chop him down. But it's time to just applaud, you know, clap for him, clap for him, like Jay-Z said, and, 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 and give this man his due. He's insane. He was sticking Curry and punching his shot and saying, no soup for you, Curry. Orrin, what would you think about that? First of all, you know, I give him his props, but you can't be using Michael Jordan in the same sentence with uh, six six championships, six MVPs. So we, we can, let's let's leave that alone. But oh, I, I agree. will say that, yeah. Okay, so you know, he he's done. I mean, but I also got to give we got to give props to he did his thing, and you can't take anything away from him. He said he led everybody on the court, but he had a dynamic playing a person he's playing with who was lighting up. Golden State as well. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie is the man. Kyrie Irving clinched the game with that three-point shot. Kyrie Irving for his first finals went over 30 points four straight games. And I think in Kyrie Irving, his youth and and what he can do, he's only going to get better. And he has probably the best running mate he's probably ever had. Because D-Wade, you know, you can say D-Wade's better, but look at the age difference D-Wade is compared to Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he caught D-Wade at the backside of his career. Exactly. You got Kyrie Irving getting ready to get With the injuries. 
So you two know, questions, that, though, I just, and I want, I want to hear what, what, what O and Craig really think about this, Ray. Two questions. LeBron, I'm sure all of you gentlemen would agree, and Ray and I have said this for the last probably two years now, that he's ahead of Bird, number one small forward. But where do you see LeBron in that sort of, we all know it's sort of, you know, Michael, the three centers, Russ, you know, Kareem, Russell, Wilt, and then you, you know, throw in Oscar, Magic, Kobe, Duncan. Is LeBron is he is he climbing past Oscar, Kobe, or Duncan yet? Uh, I can't say that. You know, the thing is that the game was so different. I mean, this series we were treated to seeing an old throwback type of style of play. The refs like right. these guys, which, which 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 made the Splash Brothers right, and a lot of old guys were getting ripped on, but it kind of slowed down the Splash Brothers when you put a little defense on them, right? <laughs> oh yeah, they, they put Let's their keep it real. Put their bodies yeah. on them, and I think that one thing I will say, I saw LeBron was 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 rude for saying it, but it did come out in the series that Steve Kerr did not handle his job well by coaching. And the two things that at least the last two games where you saw his coaching was suspect was that the two people who were leading those two games, Clay Thompson in the sixth game, didn't get the ball in the fourth quarter. Draymond Green. And that's also a point guard's fault, too. Let's rip Curry a little bit. Yeah, he gets it. But in in a timeout, the coach tells him, give that man the ball to remind him, this is who's carrying us. You get him the ball. But if you don't, then I'm going to pull you out until you understand he got to get the ball. And that, that's where, yeah, the point guard is extension of the coach. When you call that timeout, the coach has to get in that person's head and say, look, you, this is what your job is. You got to do it. You ain't going to be a man every night. And he's a man tonight, and you got to give him the ball. So, but, you know, the thing is, I would say LeBron, you know, is like, I'm glad, you know, he did something for the city that I think everybody could respect because that city hasn't had nothing in so long. And they were just believing that they were jinxed and hoped. I mean, uh, had a jinx on them. So he relieved that from everybody. He did that. And, you know, he did a good thing for the city. Now I hope we will see if he's going to stay there and, and, and continue because I think that at the end of the day, where are you going to go when you got a team like that, um, that, you know, you have that went there. Now they have the experience. Now they know what they can do. And, you know, I think that he's in a good spot right now. He's in a good spot. But I will say this. We saw something that we haven't seen in years. I never – they're officiating – and the NBA's meddling in this whole series. Now, I'm not saying that has anything to do with them going to game seven. I mean, they should have won. Whoever won the game seven was going to win it. But there was an unprecedented right. amount of meddling in this series, I thought, where – and I'm talking about both sides. There were a lot of calls on both sides that were never called. The referee thought, in the entire playoffs has been subpar. But also the Draymond Green suspension in game five could have changed the whole – I mean, this, this oh, series could have been over in five potentially. If you, but that's exactly. all – wait, wait, wait. You're right, and but it's also on Draymond, right? If he didn't have all these flagrant foul points of course, for no, hitting men in the family jewels, he wouldn't have been in that situation. of the blame. No, for sure. So, oh, wait, wait. Let me, let me ask Ray. Let me ask – let me oh, – oh, let me cut you off for a second. Let me ask Ray, and then, Craig, you chime in after Ray. O brought it up, and I was bringing it up, and we kind of touched on LeBron a little bit. But there's a gentleman that's 24 that also scored 41 points, hit the game winner, and is probably right now, you know, you could debate Westbrook, Curry, CP3, him, Lillard. Obviously, he's definitely in the top five. John Wall, he's in the top five of point guards in the NBA, however you want to cut it. How now, or are we now starting 
to see the, the beginning of Kyrie Irving's legacy. Uncle Drew? What do you think about uh, that, Ray? And then let Craig chime in. Uncle Drew did great things for himself, for his calves, for his legacy. Remember, he, too, was a number one overall pick. Yeah. I don't know if he is better than what he showed in this series. In other words, I still have an issue with him making his team better. You know what I mean? So if you need him to score 30, which he did all praises do, and he did great, and he carried his team, and when LeBron needed a break, he he was there. And so I think that this is the best Kyrie Irving that you'll see. What I need to see from him to elevate to the next level, and that's what I don't know if he has it in him, is to be a passing if he point can guard make as well. the people around him better. If he can make the pass at the right time. We know he can hit the shot. Can he make the right. pass at the right time? Can he be the leader? And he may get tested because LeBron may go. He may go to Miami, he may go to L.A., he may go somewhere else. But I don't know if Kyrie Irving can lead a team himself and be the best player and be a scoring point guard, right? I'm trying to rack my brain to think what was the last time in history we had a scoring point guard be – even Isaiah Thomas changed his game around, right? Started playing – He totally Chuck changed Taylor. it to win, yeah. yeah. He, he was scoring with Kelly Trapuca, but with Joe Dumars and Daly, to win the chip, he became Isaiah the, you know, score when you need right. to and get everybody else involved. Nine, he was – yeah, he was 18 and 11. So – so, I don't know. I, I mean, Kyrie Irving's great, unbelievable ball player. Yeah. But is he, you know, do I take him over a CP3 even? I mean, definitely, you know, Westbrook and, and Curry yeah. and some other guys. I don't know. I, I think this is exactly the best situation you can put you can put Kyrie Irving in. Right, because LeBron's sort of the pseudo point guard. LeBron's a little point guard. He gets people involved, and it's a desperate situation, and you needed him to score, and you needed him to carry them. So I thought that the star and the moon lined up for him, and he hit it out of the park, Kyrie Irving did. Craig, what are your thoughts, Craig, on on Kyrie's uh, legacy, and is is it beginning, or is, is this sort of the best? I mean, he's only 24, so the kid could change, right? Right, and I, I think Ray hit the hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think offensively, this guy's there. I mean, offensively, scoring points, he can do anything on the court. You saw him hit the big shot in the biggest moment, game seven, you know, less than two minutes left. I mean, offensively, he's there. I think to get to that next level, now he has to start adding those other pieces, getting the other players involved. Rebounding, that like CP3 defense, like I mean, defensively, I mean, he has so many other areas to improve. That if he if he actually is able to improve in those areas, this guy could could be on that level with Chris Paul and and some of those other guys that you named. But as of right now, to me, he's just a a really good sidekick to LeBron because he's able to take take up all the. The, the scoring when, when LeBron doesn't want to be aggressive. So right now he's just in a good position. I think this team without LeBron would be where they where they were without him a couple of years ago. They could have, you know, Andrew Wiggins, 
Kyrie Irving, a bunch of young young studs that can score a bunch of points and and fill up the stat sheet, but not win a lot of games, and and definitely wouldn't get to the championship. Hold so on, we got another let bring, caller. Let's yeah, let me bring in another caller. caller in. Now this is Call great because all of hello. Yeah, this is Kevin Jenkins. Kev, you with us? Yeah, I'm with you, man. So wait, so let me ask this, right? As we bring in another caller, and it's and it's great, right? That it's all four of you guys against me because I get to just brag and scream on y'all for a second because I told you LeBron and Kyrie and the Cavaliers would bring it home and get it done. Don't question me no more. Okay, so now that I said that, let me ask Kevin his thought as we're talking about legacies where back-to-back MVP um, and two finals in a row, and there's no reason to think that the Warriors and Cavs could not get back to this game again even next year. But right now, because we only got to talk about what we know, right now, right. how do you see Stephen Curry's legacy? And were there any dings or question marks that you have for it, Kevin, with his performance in his finals? And he wasn't that great in last year's finals either, if we're being fair. Oh, you talking about thought? Kevin Love now too? I'm talking about Stephen Curry. Oh, you talking? Oh, okay. But um, I think as far as like, <laughs> funny. I think as far as uh, Stephen Curry, I think um, I don't know. I, it's weird because I saw the press conference, like the post game. He's way too calm and way too cool with losing. That, that bothered me. But um, I think his legacy's like tampered a little bit. But he's he's only been to the dance once before, so. It's still kind of fresh and new, but LeBron's was really on the line. Like, really, it was like to, to go two for seven would have been terrible. So now that he's three for six, it's better. It turned out to well, be he's a three, better He's three and four, and he, and he could have been two and five, but he's three wins, four losses. Yeah, so, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But where do you, where do you think LeBron is? Like, would you would you put LeBron top three, four, or would you put him past Kobe, Duncan, or Magic? Um, it was big. It was big. He's up there. It's up there. <laughs> That's a great it's a, well, I have to say this too, though. It's the best seventh game. Well, I mean, it's been a while though, but I think it's the best seventh game I've ever seen. Oh, it was amazing. That was, yeah, I think it was so intense. It was, it was the highest rating since Jordan hit the the jumper on Byron Russell and pushed pushed off on him and beat the Utah Jazz in Utah in Game Six. At its peak, it was a 44.5. I don't know what the total rating was, over 30. But, I mean, it felt like between Twitter and watching the game, you felt like 44 other million people were watching it with you because it was, you know. Yeah, it was was a classic. It was a classic. You know what bothered me, too, about the behind the back? Why did he do that? Uh, like I know it's just one play, but my son was my my son Kyle was like my son Kyle was like why why do you do that? And you know what's funny is that I don't know if you remember this, but in ninety oh god ninety we're dating ourselves here, but in ninety five I think it was John Starks? No, no, Rod oh, I didn't know where you were going. Rod Strickland, oh, Rod uh, you know New York City product had a, they were in the Eastern they were, sorry the Western Conference Finals I think he was playing for San Antonio at the time and it was San Antonio Houston and he did the same thing like a and they got ripped for weeks and same yep. thing this Golden State team and, and it's a fine line between confidence and arrogance and, and carelessness this if you look back at the tapes it's one thing to make turnovers 
when you're trying. But it's another thing to make turnovers when you're too cool. When you're trying to do these drop-off behind-the-back passes, this Cleveland team is too long. This Cleveland team is too athletic. This Cleveland team is too good defensively to play so loose with the ball. And Golden State, and again, that confidence, that same confidence that allowed them to come back against Oklahoma City, allowed them to be down 3-1 and not panic. They were up 3-1, and they were too loose, and they were too easy with the basketball. I thought they they, they didn't really hunker down offensively in, in terms of execution, and they tried that hero ball again. And, you know, sometimes yeah, those hero but he, shots he did, work. He did say it. He's like, oh, we, he, he said it too. He's like, yeah, I know we were down a few yeah. points, and I thought we could just like kind of bang our way and do the hero ball just to take it. Well, no, this is game seven. Like, no. Like, doesn't go he like made that. a lot of mistakes in he not a lot attacking to the basket. And also, when Kevin Love is on you, you've got to punish him and take it to the basket. You don't settle for a three. I think we also have got to stop and applaud for the man that cried, the former Nick, who's a little crazy, and that's why we love him. But, gentlemen, J.R. Smith played amazing defense oh, oh, on Clay Thompson. You know what? But you know what? Played I'm it in this series, and it's time to give him some love. I was impressed oh, with JR. Yeah, man. yeah. Give him some – yeah, exactly. Because you know what I'm going to tell you, too? When I, at halftime, right, when it started – when the when, uh, Gold State started heating up and then went to the half, I'm like, oh, wow, if, they, if it would have kept going, they probably would have blew, you know, blew Cleveland wide open. Yo, props to Cleveland for coming back from halftime and getting right back to a tie game. Immediately, like J.I. hit two quick threes. Yeah, they had an 8-0 run. Listen, I'm going to take it to another sport because I have to for a second to bring my point out. It means a lot when you come out. You can change the whole game on how you come out in the half. Perfect example, when the Saints played, um, yep, what, what did the Saints play that one year? And they, they came the out golf. from halftime. Yeah. yeah, they came out from the half and kicked the onside. Who does that? Yeah. Who does that? Nobody does that. And it worked because it changed the whole game. If he didn't come out with that onside and take a risk, maybe they wouldn't even won that game. But it changed the whole game. Oh, shoot, he took it. They started getting nervous. And I give give Cleveland props for coming out. I mean, they tied it up in about three minutes. I'm like, what happened? It was like an eight-point lead. I'm like, it's like no lead. I'm like, wow. I I was very impressed with that from the coach. And Jr. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say go the ahead. other thing that, that 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 ended up haunting the Golden State Warriors is where do you get buckets from when you're shooting hero ball and they know you're shooting hero ball and you don't even have a semblance of an inside game, right? Once bogey goes down, you're not even throwing the ball in the post to even Nothing. get spacing on the floor. So Nobody. All they, had, all they had was Livingston and he wasn't making nothing. They just had well, Livingston. He, he was, he was doing his thing, but he's ultimately a six eight guard, right? So, so you didn't have any spacing, you didn't no have any spacing. movement. So, all the things that they did well to win seventy three games, when it comes down to the playoffs, and especially in Game Seven, I think it was Charles Oakley had a great point. He said, "Look, people are going to play the best defense they've ever played." So, Tristan Thompson was in the, in the defensive mode. Kevin Love was in defensive mode. Everybody's Everybody. shots are hard. And Kevin to Love was by. in rebounding mode too. Yeah, <laughs> shots are hey, hard. Yeah. Give that man Love showed up last night. He showed up. Hey, he showed hey, up. Anything, you know what was fascinating? And I was texting this to to uh, Ray and Orin. It felt like Tristan Thompson was a little. I mean, he got the early fouls, but he was a little out of sorts and almost a little nervous. 
you know, um, and that was it's really big. big. And, and listen, we got to salute Richard Jefferson, who announced his retirement today. That was he. I mean, for them to sort of like dig him up and out, you know, we hadn't seen Jefferson in a long time. He went but to the final about, twice you know, I'm glad he got the he chip. Had a though. Great I'm glad he got the chip. Think about his career, though. He goes to the finals, like Dan Marino style, to bring back football. He goes to the finals in his first two years with Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin and Kerry Kittle. I remember that. I remember that. That lost to the Lakers and the Spurs. I know. And then he has to wait to the very end of his career, and his last series he wins a championship. So think about the emotional. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy either. It wasn't like a championship where he's just there for the ride. Oh, can I get off now? Oh, we won? It wasn't like that. No, we've got to turn the page a little high. bit. What going forward, and I'm going to bring this to Oren. So right. for the Warriors, oh, do they – look, I think it's blasphemy if they sign Kevin Durant. It just would be bad for the league, in my opinion, because either he stays in OKC or go home to Washington or go to the Lakers and Knicks. But for him to go to the Spurs or, or, or the Warriors, it's just – it's just it's beyond even LeBron going to Miami. But do the Warriors get rid of Azili? Do they need to bring another big? Because without Bogut, and Bogut's only getting older, and that knee injury, we'll see what happens. But what do the Warriors have to do to assure them coming back to this point and closing the deal to win a chip next year? Yeah, like you said, they got to get another man that like to back up Bogut, like, who is who is that man now? It's that guy. What did you say? Precious Azili. Azili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This is Kevin. Kevin. Hold on, hold on, Kevin. Let, I want to I want to have Oren chime in on this and see what he thinks. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Go ahead. Well, I, I think that one thing is that the Warriors are going to lick their wounds and realize that you they they need to get in the gym a little more and they're going to have to get rid of the hero ball. And I'm certain OKC's doing the same thing when they lost. You can't have the hero ball in a seven game series. You know, you're going to have to depend on your on your other players. And I think they just need one more piece. I mean, they're going to be back again. It's just that now oh, yeah. gonna, we'll see them in the off season what they're going to do. And I think you're going to see – we'll see the difference in Steph Curry's game. I think he's going to come out and be – next year he should be coming where he's going to be a little more physical. He may hit the weight room a little more. No, like, Mike, like, like uh, Mike has to. He had to hit the weight room when he started banging him a lot. And he's going to probably come out yeah, and change my to, game yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, he definitely has to do that. But if he does it, then you're going to see – you know, you're talking about guys that are young. So, when we're looking at LeBron, what, he's 31 now? Yeah. 31, 32 yeah, yeah. So, you got less years ahead of you than in front of you. Oh. Right. right. And I That's think LeBron has ahead of, you got less years ahead of him in front of than in back of him. And, um, LeBron has to find himself a team that's got a lot of youth because – he can't do this every finals. I mean, this is just exhausting, yeah, and it takes too much out of you to have to do well, this. Well, let's bring in, wait, you guys, let's hold on. We have another caller, and maybe this caller will talk about LeBron and that, and could he leave because maybe he knows that he doesn't have enough, and could he go get with Durant and another superstar? Go to LA. On Ray and Tay today. Where are you calling from? In Cali? Uh, uh, Los Angeles. How's it going, guys? It's Tom. Good, hey, Tom, good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. So you're wondering if uh, LeBron's going to leave Cleveland? Well, I so, want to talk about what you what you think about his legacy after what he's done, but with him having to do so much and him fulfilling his promise, 
and, you know, Stephen A. had reported on it. Do you think there's an opportunity for him to say, I've kind of fulfilled this. Could I go play with my best friend, D. Wade, and Durant go down to Miami? Or could Durant and I go to L.A.? Just your thoughts, or, or, or does he try to repeat it again? Yeah, I mean, my first thing, I wouldn't trust something Stephen A. reported if he reported what I was going to eat for breakfast. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really trust anything he says. My general feeling on that is, is, is that, uh, so LeBron's a legacy first off. So I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but I, I probably would have ranked him one of the top five NBA players before yesterday's game ever. Um, okay. And I think if anything, I think, look, there's a lot of question marks you can put on this. Is Curry actually hurt? What would have happened if Draymond Green hadn't been, hadn't been hurt in game five? Blah, 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 blah. The fact of the matter is, is that I went into this series just with the defensive expectation that the Cavaliers had no chance. I mean, um, the matchup advantages for the Golden State Warriors were across the board there. Um, you're talking about the Cavs' third best, best, best player, Love, who shouldn't have been able to get on the court at all and basically proved he couldn't up until kind of the right. last 10 minutes of that game uh, yesterday. And LeBron, at the age of... 32, more or less. I mean, 31. You yeah. just don't see guys. You, just don't, you don't see guys pull something like that out. I mean, on top of his ridiculous offensive stats, I mean, the guy was protecting the rim in a way that, I mean, it was insane. It was insane. The it was way he was protecting the rim. I mean, all the stuff you're hearing about how Kyrie Irving should have been MVP, blah blah blah. Kyrie Irving was big. In the oh no way. No, he was. No, no. He was excellent. Yeah. But LeBron was. I mean, he's, he's, he's amazing. And, you know, I, I don't agree with, like, I, I, I think he has a slightly annoying public persona. I think I debate how, but at the same time, he's an amazing basketball player. He backs up everything he does, and the guy deserves all the credit in the world. The reason I don't think he leaves Cleveland, on top of just the general reasons um, of the fact that he's, I, I think it would be a bad PR image for him, I think the main thing yeah. is that if you look at the main difference between the Cavs in 2007, 2008, 2009, whenever it is he left, um, they were saddled with horrible contracts. Larry Hughes, Mo Williams, Zadrunas Ilgoskis, Anderson Booby Marigal. Gibson, I mean, don't this, forget Booby. Yeah, Booby Gibson. Gibson, another <laughs> horrible contract. And basically you're just looking at an across-the-board set of horrible contracts that also had no value. The beauty of this Cavs team is that – Kevin Love didn't do anything in this finals. Yeah, he was a decoy. I don't love Kevin Love as much as I did anymore. I think people are overrating his downfall a bit. I think, look, he was an ultra-talented player during a time where it was unique to have a four-man on the court who could both rebound and shoot the three. I think that's not as unique now. I think his value has gone down a little bit. But he, he's still excellent, and he can still return humongous value. So what's great about this Cavs team is that they basically did it with Tristan Thompson playing amazing D, LeBron playing ridiculously out of his mind, but basically doing what a LeBron does, and a couple of Kyrie Irving games where he just turned into a video game. And so um, mm-hmm. I think with the value of Kevin Love there, and honestly, I wouldn't take Kyrie Irving off the table if I'm them. I'd be looking at Kyrie Irving for Jimmy Butler trades. I'd, I'd be keeping everything out there, and I think LeBron, the difference is, is he has the chance to basically rebuild this team into whatever he wants moving moving yep. uh, forward. I think there is a love for Mellow Trade out there that makes a lot of sense. I think there's 
maybe some kind of Blake Griffin deal out there that might make sense with some different combo pieces. And the fact that LeBron... Well, he wants to play with CP3 and or Melo. Um, That's definite. Especially because CP3, you know... well, see, I mean, they're very close. He's always wanted to play with him, and, you know, he's the godfather of his child, yada, yada. But remember this, he also knows CP3, pure point guard, and is also yeah. a, a great defender, perimeter defender, and a winner. And so I don't know about Melo because he's not a – I love Melo. I'm a Knicks fan, but he's not the best defender. He's definitely better than Love. But in the East and in, the, in this NBA, LeBron and Melo can play together, both rotating at the sort of four or whatever you want to do. I guess for me, I, don't, I think Love does have value. You're right. And I think he cannot play against Golden State, against other teams, against maybe 27 or 28 other teams in the league. He can play and they have not used him to the best of their abilities yet. Lou has used him much better than Blatt. But, you know, they, they got to use him better. Okay. I don't think they can use him to the best of his abilities, though. Like, and I, I, I don't think that's a bad well, not with the Well, not, like, not with Kyrie and LeBron. You're correct. Yeah. Right. And so who are you going to move? Are you going to use – I mean, after – actually, I, I, I would have suggested that Kyrie Irving is the one you might want to move until the last four, four games of the season. And now I don't know if you can actually move, move him. But he's too young that, and too uh, good. No, he's too good for that. And, you know, wow. that's the, we have to give Golden State props. They do this to a lot of teams. They make a big man basically a person you put on the bench because that's what they do, that small ball. You know, yeah, they, I mean, they, were, yeah. they were able to adjust to it during the series. Not everybody could do that. But they do have LeBron a way of neutralizing a big man. Who's who's he going to go to? I mean, the the Lakers. I am a Lakers fan. I love the Lakers. The LeBron, LeBron doesn't want to come within a hundred feet of the Lakers for at least three years. I think. No, uh, well, yeah, wait, 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 wait. He wants to three. be a movie star, right? But he wants to be a movie star. Train wreck was pretty good. He's you know he's thinking after his career. He. You know, like I said, he he did what he needed to do with Cleveland. You don't know if him and Durant can team up. L.A.'s cap is pretty open. You know, they just got to get rid of that Nick Young contract. They still could keep Hibbert. Um, They might trade this number two pick. They do like Chris Dunn, I'm hearing, instead of Brandon Ingram. Um, You know, so let me ask you this, because we're going to preview the NBA draft. If you're a Laker fan, do you take Ingram if – He's there. Do you take Chris Dunn? Do you trade down? Or if you're excited and Simmons falls in your lap, do you take him? Who do you draft on Thursday night? If they don't take Brandon Ingram, I will cease being a Lakers fan. If they overcompensate this, I will cease being a Lakers fan. <laughs> That's what my son says, and he's a Duke fan. Now, if, if they take ben, ben Simmons, I will be jumping for joy because that guy is going to be fantastic. He's on a different level as far as I'm concerned than – than Ingram. I don't care what people say about his jump shot. He, he has elite-type skills, and the fact that you can have your point guard also be your power forward in this modern NBA, I think, is all, all that matters. Ingram is leaps and bounds above three through seven in this NBA draft. In fact, I think that it, there's never this been a This is a bad draft. draft. Yeah. There's never been a yeah. – well, I don't think it's a bad draft. I think it's a bad draft if you have the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh pick. Well, the seventh pick is probably a good one, but you could get just as good of a player as you have just as good of a chance of getting a very good player at seven as you do at three. I'd almost debate that up right. to eight. Um, it's a lot of I rotation players, to... and so that's the, you know. 
I mean, some depth. But. And then it just depends. If you tell me that, you know, the in, Indiana wants to give us Paul George for the two pick, sure, I can trade it. But in reality, that's not on the table. <laughs> that's it's not out there. Yeah. And so with the salary cap ballooning up to $95 million, my entire thing I've always said about the Lakers draft, draft, draft picks is that if I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder or I'm the Milwaukee Bucks or I'm the Charlotte Hornets, I have to hit a home run with my draft picks. Those guys have to be superstars. Yeah. But if you're the Lakers – you definitely don't need those guys to be superstars because the fact of the matter is if you can have Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, and Brandon Ingram totaling $14 million on your cap when the cap's about to balloon to $110 million and have those three guys as just good role players, if that's all, even if that's all they are, I think they could be more than that. But if you can just have them be good role players and you have $90 million to spend on on the rest of your team, players will eventually come to the Lakers. I mean, I I know there's been all this yeah, Tom, I don't even think you th- you have to say eventually. I mean, you guys in Lakerland have been known. Look, Dwight Howard didn't work out, but you guys have always been known for getting the marquee free agent, whether it's Shaq in 96, whether it's Dwight Howard, whether it's Kareem. I mean, some of it was by trading. Some of it was by just straight, you know, free agent signing. So L.A.'s always been a sexy market and has always been a, a haven for, for uh, free agents under, you know, Bust the father and now bust the, the you know. Right, the and son. the son is trying to ruin that, but he can't. L.A. is so big, he can't even ruin that. He's messed it up for a couple years, but now the Kobe contract's gone. It's about to get really good, even if Durant opts in and him and Westbrook might come there together next year, which is definitely a possibility. Wow. So I would, I would, I would lay two layers in, in, into that. One, I'd say yes, a lot of, a lot of big-name players have always come, come to the Lakers. But the Lakers have also always been good. They have never sucked like they do right now. So <laughs> any of those players would be taking a massive step back. I think when Shaq came to the Lakers, people forget the Lakers were very good. They were like a 54-win team, you know, not huge-name players, but they had Eddie Jones and Van Exel. Van, and they were a good Exel, team, right? Elton they were, Campbell. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were a second-round playoff team. They weren't a title team, but they were a good team. And adding Shaq and then eventually getting someone else, you saw what they – uh, became, but the the thing with it is, and the second thing I'll say is that I think Jim Buss also gets a lot of crap, and I don't know how super warranted it is. I mean, if you look at the Jim Buss tenure in its entirety, the one good thing about Jim Buss and Kupchak that I love is that they've never lost track of the fact that they're the Lakers, right? They trade, they they successfully traded for Chris Paul, and the NBA rescinded it. They traded for Steve Nash and Dwight. They they turned two they traded two first round picks and Andrew Bynum into Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. Now, did it work out? No, it was a disaster. But, but I'm not going to stand yeah. that. That was an amazing trade. And then they turned this into tank mode. But if you told me, would you trade 2016 Dwight Howard for Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, and uh, D'Angelo Russell, I would laugh. I'd say, oh, yes, please. I'll take that trade a million times out of a, a million times. So even the bad part, I think the Byron Scott hiring was a hilarious joke. I think Mike Brown's signing was a joke, but things are starting to turn around. But I don't see, even if LeBron and Durant come to this team, I, okay, yes, they'll be good, clearly, but like what? They're not coming. Why would Durant leave Oklahoma City? He's going to sign a one year contract, he's going to sign a one plus one contract there, and then he's going to enter into free agency in 2017. 2017 is the year you really want to point to here. That's the real free agency year. This year, 
Yeah. Hassan Whiteside, I've actually almost sold myself on a little bit, but I don't want any of the free. Well, and you got DeRozan who wants to come to L.A. and the Lakers don't want him. <laughs> but you know what, Hunter? We got to hold on. We're about to get to our drafts. So we're going to let everybody go soon. But let's bring in. We got two more call- callers, and Atlanta. We'll get to you in a minute. Let's bring this caller in. Caller, you're with Ray and Tay. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tay. Caller. Oh, hello. How are you doing? Hi. How you doing? Where are you? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the district, Washington D.C. D.C. All right. Home of Kevin Durant. Is he coming? Uh, Well, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a transplant. I am by way of. San Francisco, California. This is a sad day. I am in mourning. Oh, you're a Warriors fan. Okay, we feel your pain. Who do you blame, or is there any blame, or is LeBron and Kyrie just too much, or Kerr and Curry and Clay too much threes? What are your thoughts on on the finals and how it worked out? I'll tell you what, man, and I've been thinking about it all day. Actually, I've been thinking about it since we took the tank, started tanking in the series. And you know what it really comes down to is that 73 win, man. That's a lot of games to play hard and then have to go through uh, an entire NBA finals, you know, NBA playoffs. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm just not convinced that, uh, that we weren't just tired. Hmm. Even but with uh, strength and numbers and everything? City, though. I'm sorry, say again? I said you were able to do it against Oklahoma City. You were able to be in this exact situation, down 3-0. Uh, but you might be right. Look, 105, 110 games, however many they played, it adds up, especially when you got a small – Steph Curry's got a small frame. And I, I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt. He may or may not need surgery, but I think he's hurt. Yeah, he's and, hurt, definitely. Well, that, that that, yeah. Wait, but who isn't hurt at this point? Nobody's played no, more of those games hurt. than LeBron James. <laughs> right. Six finals hurt. in a row. And there's hurt, and then there's hurt, right? LeBron James is six, seven, two, you know, two sixty, six, and he 260, can take yeah, a beating. Yeah, yeah. He can take but, a beating. Steph no, Curry can't take a beating. Yeah. And not, and not only that, but you also think about the nature of those teams. You know, they're very different teams, right? As far as the success that they had, you know, a jump shooter is all about what legs, right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And when you take no, no, and I think the time off hurt him. When he had to come back, he didn't have his legs back. He had to come back, and he had the great game against Portland, and he was like, "I'm back," and ah, da, da, and all that. But you're right. I think the seven games against OKC, and 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 this oh, yeah. is what I was saying that people forget. These guys, Westbrook and Kyrie, they went at him. Okay, Kyrie was dancing on him, and Westbrook. I mean, they went at him. And anybody that he was on the court sticking, yes, sometimes Clay was on Russell and, you know, Clay was on Kyrie. But anytime Curry was playing people, he was getting screened, he was getting bumped, he was getting worked, and it wore him out. And he came back in, what, from the Rocket series. He missed, what, about a week and a half, two weeks of playing ball or whatever, and he didn't have his legs. But that's not an excuse. And let me tell you something. I pointed this out to my seven-year-old son, and I gave Curry and Draymond credit. Two things. They waited for the celebration. They shook the Cavaliers' hands. And in the conference, press conference, he made no excuses. I did not play to the way that I should have and could have. 
it wasn't about he's like yeah I'm injured but I'm not I got no surgeries you know what I mean and he was gracious so all sports fans you know Cam Newton you know I love Cam but he wasn't gracious he was kind of a little bit of a baby Curry I give him props for that because he lost like a champion yeah all that's class. true all that's class. how you got to do it but but Eric Eric you there yeah yeah give me props that I was close with the score though. Remember, I had I just got it the wrong way, but I had like 98, 93, and you guys were like you guys were like low scoring game. I'm like, yeah, game seven, and I nailed it. No, I just got it true. wrong. I just got the wrong team winning, but I was close. Cause what was the final score again? Look, look, look. Right now we got what eight people on this phone, and I'm the only one, and I'm the only one to pick the Cavs. Let's let us let let's, let's everybody hold on because we got yeah, let's bring a nod from from Atlanta. Talk to me, brother. LeBron's legacy, Curry's legacy, Kyrie's. How you feeling today? And was that a classic or what? Man, that was an all-time classic, great game, even with uh, nobody scoring at the end of the game. Uh, just watching the possessions, watching the different matchups, watching the chess game. Uh, somebody forgot to bring their uh, pieces, though, I will say that, with uh, Steve Kerr. Uh, the, the anointed coach of the year, greatest coach to ever exist, uh, didn't seem to be able to adjust very well. Uh, didn't seem to be able to pull anything from other people. Uh, if we're going with the idea that Steph was a little banged up, then with all of the options that they have, uh, they should have been a lot more creative offensively. Uh, Harrison Barnes had lost all confidence, and I didn't see the coach try anything to get that guy going. Uh, even going back to the old Mark Jackson days where he was ah, thank you, thank you, Harrison up. It would have been nice to see to get Harrison. Yeah, up. get a smile on Harrison's face because that boy looked lost. Well, give him credit. Uh, Harrison played better this game, and Iguodala with the back played pretty well. So give give both of those guys credit for that. Harrison I think was Iguodala counting was all the too, money. Though. Harrison was counting all the money that he lost in free agency because everybody was talking about Ooh. how he was going to get close to a max deal, and then with that performance in, in games four, five, and, five and six, six. Four, five and six, a five. lot of money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's that, but remember, every year, there's somebody in the finals who doesn't play up to their ability. Like, this is not a new thing. You can go to James no, Harden. Right. You can go to Ginobili a year. But like, there's always someone who doesn't perform well on that big stage every year. There's really no explanation why. And for the most part, man, you, you just probably say, you know, it's nerves or whatever. But, yeah, you know, true. this stage, your legacy's on the line. People remember it. But I, I don't think any differently of Steph Curry or LeBron James after watching this. I still consider them the same. Uh, two all-time great guys. LeBron, of course, way up higher on the totem pole uh, than Steph is. But, you know, he's got a lot of years ahead of him, and he's going to be able to prove a lot. But to watch the floor game of LeBron James yesterday – and I don't mean just on offense. I mean on defense. I mean controlling, oh, manipulating, making, you know, those, those chase-down blocks that, that change momentum. And then the, the schoolyard bully aspect of throwing Steph Curry stuff as far as he could when he could have easily tip it to somebody. But, you know, you're dealing with psychology. No, he punched his shot, and hit. that's what he needed to do. And it was a yes. statement. And I think, yes. listen, the media has been in love with this Warrior team, rightfully so, all the time. But, you know, and even Tom brought this up, and I have to disagree with you, Tom. LeBron, since he's come in, yes, the chosen one and this and that, but LeBron, except for the decision, on and off the court has been nothing but a stellar 
person. He's not had one incident with the, you know, the law, anything, and he's given the game everything. He plays his hardest. He's not perfect, but you can't say nothing bad about LeBron James, and I think he's a great role model and a great all-time player. But at the same time, what you saw in that performance and that, that, that will, he was a little bit annoyed and pissed and was like, you know what, y'all, I am going to show you that I am still the MVP and the best player. He was like, I'm the most valuable poet on the MIC, and he proved it. And Curry had to stand down because LeBron is the king. And that's, that, that's well, all you have well, to say. I, let me say this. Let me say this. It. This is, all, of this, all that is true, but I will say that we're splitting hairs here because even San Antonio – who kind of looked old, and, and Oklahoma City put it on them and, you know, made them look a little older than they, than they are. But even Oklahoma City, 20 years. Antonio could have, if, if a couple of chips fell right, could have won a championship. Oklahoma City could have won the championship. Golden State could have won the championship. And ultimately, and ultimately the, uh, the Cleveland Cavs won the championship. So I guess what I'm saying is if you're at least at those three teams, Oklahoma City, Cleveland, and Golden State, don't overreact. I mean, any of you, if a call or a shot goes a different way, could have been the champions. So even though LeBron is pounding on his chest, Draymond Green plays game five. They might have lost 4-1 if they didn't make that spectacular uh, you know, comeback, the Golden State Warriors, against OKC. OKC could be our champions. So we have four really elite teams. Now, San Antonio is going to you know, age and free agency, but there are some elite, elite teams in the NBA, and it's not clear to me that anybody's running away with this. I mean, Golden State is is the projected favorite next year, but these right. teams Cleveland right second, here first or under four, uh, yeah. we're talking about no, right. leaking here. Every year, it could be a different champion in terms of those four teams, and then let's say the Clippers, the fifth. You're totally right, and that's fair to say. And I think even in that, in the week East. That makes it so much more impressive what the Warriors have done, even LeBron in terms of having to, you know, once he gets there with lesser, you know, and and lesser competition to then get ready for the intensity of a team. But this year, the Warriors got to the finals. They were a little bit more beat up than they were last year. Last year, look. Oh, the road. They didn't have a road last year. The road was nothing last year. They had no road last year. it broke perfectly yeah, they, they for them. They were completely this year? healthy, and, and the, the bracket played out well for them. And to be honest, the bracket played out well for them this year when you consider that race for they number one. They could have played one, the Clippers, you're you right. Avo- yeah. You avoided OKC in the second round, which the Spurs had to deal with, and the Clippers were decimated by injuries, and you ended up playing a Portland team who was really just having right, to was weak, right, and, and a further That's along a point. than what they should and, be. So, I mean, it, it, it plays out for everybody like that. So listen, I keep saying this. We're gonna. Have, I got another caller to come in. Notch, real quick. You said Curry and LeBron. Nothing changed for you for their legacy. Tom had said the same thing. Orrin, Kevin, everybody sort of chimed in. Today is. I mean, you're saying that, but is he? Look, Isaiah Thomas. I didn't say it. An all-time great. Isaiah Thomas said he's in his top three in terms of Michael, Kareem, LeBron. Charles Barkley, he was like, uh, no, he's not ahead of Magic, Kobe, or Duncan. He would have LeBron eight in, in the top ten. Where would you put LeBron today? All right. All right, now let me do this. Now, it's going to sound like I'm waffling, but I do this every time. 
I don't do top three, top five. I do who gets in the room and sits at the big table. So he's sitting okay, in the well, room at the big, at the table. big table. Other Hall of yeah, Famers are outside, but in the room, you got Russell, you got Wilt, you got Jabbar, you got Magic, you got Bird, you got Mike, you got Oscar. You see what I mean? It's you got a big table. You got a big table. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 but does he get to eat the collard greens? Does he get in the collard greens? Yes, he does not. He does not have to wait. He gets to eat with everybody else. He doesn't have to wait. Uh, he's not at the kid table. There too. That's yeah, fair. Nah. He's not outside the he, room. That's, that's, that's all that great. matters to me. Because top three. Man, okay, we got another. Real quick, we got Yo, another Eric, caller from Eric. DC. Hold on, Kevin. We got another caller right. from DC. Caller, you're on the air with Ray and Tay. Your thoughts on LeBron and the finals and the legacy. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I know you're in D.C., uh, but what's your name? Again, me again, fellas. Me again, fellas. Okay. All right. So, okay, so listen. Before we go, we got to do this NBA draft preview. Does anyone feel LeBron James is leaving Cleveland? And if so, where would you predict that he goes? Just a quick two-word sentence. Stay where you are. He should stay. Okay. He should stay. is unprecedented. Why are you leaving if you actually show success with who you're dealing with? LeBron. So, I agree. Man, He still does not have a good relationship with the owner, though. Um, right, I'm just he saying that he and he wants to play with other people. We'll see. I don't know. Tom, what your yeah, thoughts? It's, it's LeBron stays, goes. <laughs> LeBron's not going anywhere. And if I could say okay. one thing really quick, I think what definitely, Steph Curry showed in this finals is that it, it's hard to analyze him because what he is, he's a superstar. Like we haven't really seen his ilk reach this level in the sense that he's a high variance superstar, right? When he's yeah, off yeah. by the very nature of his game, it's going to look awful because it's going to look like he's, he's heaving circus shots. When he's on, it's going to look like he's unguardable because he literally is. Um, what we saw in this finals is just at the end of the day, on a day-to-day basis, LeBron's probably the guy you want, but you never know. Curry on any given night can just turn it on and beat you by, by, by himself. I think it's impossible to analyze him because the same thing that makes him great is the same thing that's going to make him look terrible. And then the one thing no one's, no one's touched on is that the part of this Golden State Warriors series that I hope doesn't get lost is that Draymond Green is a true superstar. That guy is – Oh, he's amazing. Amazing. Un- un- and a two-way player. Fantastic. Amazing. Well, he's, 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 amazing. he's an amazing two-way player, but we also got to remember the defense was slanted towards Curry and Thompson. They gave him those And he had open shots. Early. If he was he on Milwaukee, going. Draymond Green's not right. the same guy in the Milwaukee Bucks exactly. or the Phoenix Suns. Exactly. And that, that means he's an amazing piece. He's the same guy. He's the same guy defensively because that defense travels. Exactly. But you're exactly. right. He's not the same guy offensively. He's not going to hit five op- wide open threes because he won't get five wide open threes. But totally. he well, is one of those true two-way players that can really – it's one thing to play defense. It's another thing to impact the game on defense. And, uh, you know, put him in that same bracket with Kawhi Leonard, with Klay Thompson. I mean, these are guys that impact the game on both sides. So he, he, he's, hey, he's fair, awesome. and I, I love LeBron, but Draymond kind of punked LeBron the first two games of the series. Let's keep it real. And one yeah. Draymond was balling out. I disagree, man. All that chest pumping, all that beating on your chest don't really mean much. But Draymond's a perennial all-star. Anybody would love to have him. But when you're playing with that stacked team that he's playing on, you look a lot better than what you are. And when you're LeBron, I call, sure. I call him LeBron Henry. 
LeBron John Henry. When you're facing the machine <laughs> and you got to beat those spikes down and try to beat the machine, man, it's hard to do, man. You can break your heart. But he was able to pull it off this time through psychology. He got Draymond to bite on him, stepping over him, changed the whole complexion of the series. And like I told y'all last week, you don't challenge all-time greats' pride. You just beat them and move on. Draymond and Clay right. made the mistake. Gentlemen, thank you. All right, guys, wait, in a word, hold on, wait, yeah. guys, in a word, how many more championships does LeBron win uh, before his career is over? One. And, that, and, and that's one why y'all said when y'all said he, he guaranteed to stay in Cleveland. It's a coin flip. He might leave. This is one nah, dude he, who's proven his agency as a brand means more to him than a team. He got Cleveland. Yes, it team. does. That's why I, I said he could good. go. So Tom okay, Tom says one. one. Anybody else with a number? Uh, you could put me down for, I'll say, one more at least. Yeah, I'll say one, one more, more if he stays, two more if he leaves. Okay. And meets up with Durant. I say, I say, one, All right. I say one more, and it's not going to be in Cleveland. Mm. All right, Craig, I like that. Can I ask one question? Did anybody yep. the fact that Cleveland had a dramatically different team in 2015 in the finals? Well, yeah, obviously, I mean, with the injuries, and they didn't play yeah. Mozgov. Mozgov. You know, you, you, go, you go to Mo Williams. You know, you go to Richard Jefferson, who, I mean, he was so clutch. And you have Love and Kyrie. It, it's totally different. But what LeBron did, just to get two wins, he could have been MVP last year. I mean, let's, let's yeah. you know, but listen, we, we got to go because we got to preview this NBA draft. You guys can stay on the line. You know, <laughs> we have to mute you a bit, but you can listen. Ray. Philadelphia is this on awesome, the clock. Fellas. Thank you all for calling. This was great. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. We'll be on Friday to talk about the draft and some more legacy. And Sixers are on the clock. We both are going to have to go with the, the big guy. Tom loves him. We all love him. My only question about Ben Simmons, do you feel that he's kind of a, almost a, a magic LeBron, but will he ever develop the jumper and do you not care and you just – say he's a special talent and he'll just be special? You know what? If this finals taught you anything, it's that you have to go with talent. And until he proves you wrong, you have to draft Ben Simmons number one. You've not seen a guy this talented yeah. since LeBron James. Different game, but, but at his yeah. size, the things that he can do, you have to take him. And if you go and down he- as a GM taking Ben Simmons – and he You're turned okay, out to yeah. be a bust, that's all right. can live okay. with that. So we both have that, the number two pick, the Lakers. We both have Ingram. Where are you going with the Boston Celtics at three? And, and, and by the way, real quick, we'll talk about sleepers. I think there will be five to six trades in the first round. How many trades you you banking on, you think? Similar. I think there will be some trades. Yeah. People are going to jockey. It's going to be busy. In the middle of the first round, people are going to start jockeying, especially because there's not a lot of difference between players, you know, 10 and 20 in this NBA draft. So uh, we're different number for number three, three. Who you got? Boston needs a shooter. I like Jamal Murray. I think he passes Ooh. Buddy Heald, and he is a legitimate NBA scoring prospect. So I, I like Jamal. As, I don't uh, love him as that. a pure shooter. But I love him as a Kentucky player. I got to go with Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Ball and Buddy is so clutch. A lot of teams want to trade up to get him, so look for Sacramento as one of them trying to go get Buddy. At four, I think we both have the European Bender. You got to like it. Seven foot, 
the little clips I've seen, he's skinny, but he seems like he could be a stretch four for them. They have Tyson Chandler. Um, who you got at five with Minnesota? This is an interesting pick. Minnesota can go a few ways here. I think ultimately they don't love their point guard situation, and they try to upgrade it with Chris Dunn. He gives them size. He's been a little up and down. He's got those injuries he's dealt with at Providence, and uh, really expecting more from him yeah. this year. But I think Chris Dunn goes to Minnesota, takes over that starting point guard. I love Dunn, but I just I don't know if they can trade Rubio and with Levine. We'll see what happens. They might try to get Jimmy Butler. I'm going to go with the big athletic boy, 6'10", from Washington. Killed it in the NIT. Marquise Chris, I, I like the kid. Versatility, we'll see what happens. Number six, New Orleans. How many Pelicans out there peddling? Who are you going with? So Ryan Anderson can shoot, and they need another free agent on the outside to free up your boy Anthony Davis, Eric Gordon was a bad signing many years ago. Tyreek Evans is eh, never really loved him. Free Didn't think his game Eric was Gordon pure free agent. They're going to keep one of one of those two. I like a shooter, Buddy Heald. I think he goes to New Orleans and immediately holds it down. Okay, we just switched spot. it a little bit. I have Jamal Murray going here. Denver, the Nuggets with the weirdest roster potentially in NBA history. I don't know what they're doing there. Where do you have them going? I think at the end of the day, old school NBA, you go with size. I like DeMontis Sabonis here. They get a little rebounding. They get some. They get, start to identify. Start to get an identity. So yeah. I like. Well, I think they go here. with Sabonis too, and he can pass. He, you know, look good. Good genes. You know, his father. Woof. Was the man. Arvidas. Sacramento, the, you know, they probably are, might not have enough to keep Rondo. Um, where are you going? Because I, I, I'm going I like Chris your Dunn guy, here. Marquis Chris, here. I think he okay. adds to this roster some stability. These guys are just a bunch of knuckleheads. But I do hope that their talent finally gets them into the playoffs. I'd like to see Sacramento make the playoffs one of these years. Oof, it's, it's kind of tough in, in the West. Number nine, Toronto, because of a trade, they're up here in the lottery. I'm going with them with Jalen Brown, Ray. I think, you know, this kid, talented, didn't do anything in the first round of the tournament from Cal, 6'6", but he's kind of like the point three. I like, I like him going to Toronto because they might not have DeRozan and Terrence Ross is not the real deal, so he can fit in anywhere with them. Who you got the rap? I like that. Same same pick. Super talented freshman. Only one year, but showed flashes at Cal. So I like Jalen Brown here. The Bucks on the clock. They got to go. Who knows? I mean, Greg Monroe was a bust for them. I think they're going to go with the size. I like the kid Davis, Devontae Davis, six ten. You can't go wrong with a Michigan State player. But what I love, two forty, and he played with Coach Izzo. You know how we both feel about Coach Izzo. Where are you going with the Bucks? I like the kid from Utah, seven-one, Jacob Poto. I think he can play. I think he gives them some size that they've been missing since Sanders basically played his weight off the team. John Henson uh, too small. Greg Monroe didn't work. So I like Poto. He played his way out of the NBA, and he's still young. That's the weirdest thing. We got to do where you at Wednesday for Larry Sanders, yo. Orlando Magic on the clock at eleven. You know, I think they're going to take Scala BCA, who to me should be at Kentucky still. 215, seven foot. Maybe he's about 220 now. He is probably going to be a bust, but because he can run and can play defense, I think the Magic have to try it just because they might not be able to keep 
all the big guys in Gordon and Vuvacek, but to me, I, I just, I, I don't know. Where are you going? Same. Uh, I don't okay. like him at all. Yeah. I don't even think nope. he's. Uh, you it's know, pure guessing on talent, potential. Pick, yeah. But somebody's going to draft him. Terrible freshman. The Jazz didn't show the, me anything. No, nothing. Disappointing. The Jazz are on the clock. Don't forget, Dante Axum will return. A nice young roster, one of our favorite rosters. I'm going with Henry Ellison. He's the new version of Kevin Love. Doesn't have the shot yet, could develop it. 6'11, lunch pail, 245 out of Marquette. I like the kid. Where are you going for the Utah Jazz? Actually, we didn't even look at each other's draft picks before this, but same. Same thing. I think it's <laughs> okay. just a good yeah, no, fit yeah. on paper. It works. Solid player. Yeah. Phoenix, the Suns, their second pick in the first round. They've got three of them. What do you think they do at 13, man? Where you got them going? I think they go with the Turkish kid. They go Turkish. Furkan Kormaz. I think they, ah, they have too. themselves yeah. the ability to go get themselves a, a – They need a shooter. And P.J. Tucker shooter. Is, can't score at the three. Yeah, and, and you know what? They need to rebuild that whole roster and this NBA, especially in the They're going to make some trades. Down. I think they you're going to see some trades because they can't keep all those guards, but they love Booker. Booker, they're going to build around. The Bulls, who are really going to make moves, just like Tom was saying on our show, I think Jimmy Butler could be in a trade and Gasol might be gone. Gibson, Noah's a free agent. I mean, it's going to be crazy. Um I think they wound up taking this, uh, the Murray kid, Juante Murray with these names. Um, You know, he's 6'5", kind of skinny. He was the other stud at Washington. Little point, little two. He's sort of like Jamal Murray, right? He's a little bit of a tweener. I don't know if he's a pure point. Not as pure. But at 170, yeah, yeah, he's not pure. But he can get buckets. So I think the the Bulls will take Murray because he can maybe replace Rose Ugh, I hope Rose doesn't come to the Knicks. Where you got the Bulls taken? Same. Murray. I like Murray. Okay, here. Murray. I was Denver on the clock again. Denver again. What do you think the Bulls might look at what? They could look at a Denzel Valentine, but I do think yes. Denver's going to take I Denzel also like Valentine. them taking Bryce Johnson to go with Bobby Portis. I, I, they might remake that whole front line, and, you know, with the coach and the philosophy, who knows what they do. Denver 15 – uh, this is hard, but, um, you know, I went with our boy Malachi <laughs> Richardson for the Qs. I think this kid should not have come out, but he had a good tournament, and he's got a good 6'6", 220, you know, a 200-pound solid, little skinny, but he, he, he's got – you can see he's going to be a nice guard in the league. So I could see uh, the Nuggets going with him because they don't really have – got to get rid of Chandler and Gallinari and all that weirdness. I don't know what they're doing, and maybe somebody to play with their point guard. Um, you know, the young kid that they got, Moutier. So I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Richardson there. Who you got? All right, I got Denzel Valentine. I think that even Ooh. with his injury problems, I think he's just a solid, solid oh, player. He may be a little high at 15. I don't know his upside, but he certainly looks like he could play a role on NBA teams. And he's versatile. 16, the Boston Celtics. I'm going with Bryce Johnson here. I think he fits in. 6'10", but he could play a little 3-4 in the NBA. Um, needs to gain some more weight. 2'10's not doing it, but he's been a Tar Heel. But he's, he's, a, he's a bucket guy, and the Celtics need guys that can score. Bryce Johnson can score. Who you got for the 16 with the Celtics? 
I got Devontae Davis. I think they need somebody that's young and can pound the boards and gives them some athleticism. He is a freshman 6'10 potential. Again, he's talented, yeah. Brad Stevens I think he's going takes to go higher. Him. Yeah, yeah. Some, he only worked out for ten, the top ten teams, but I think he'll, he'll drop a little bit. Yeah, he, he's very talented. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, how he, you know, fits, uh, you know, roster-wise and stuff like that, but it, it'll be uh, interesting. So this is where it starts to get good. Playoff Memphis, 17. I, I got him going with the big guy that you got earlier. I think um, from um, – Utah, I think Jacob Pollard, he he might drop down a little bit, you know, seven one two forty. I like him. This is where I think what I was saying with Tom. I don't I think it's a weak draft, but I think there's a lot of rotation guys. So guys from six to nine, you know, coming off your bench, um, and this could be one of them. I think he would fit nice uh, with Memphis and also insurance for Gasol. Maybe not coming back totally healthy. We I got Memphis taking Bryce Johnson. I think he's young. Oof. He's athletic. He gives him a little more of a jumping jack. He's sort of the anti Zebo, right? He's yeah. a young athlete in the front court. <laughs> and Zebo so needs I'll, some help, right? He needs some help. So yeah. Detroit at 18. I got Denzel staying home, you know, Michigan State to Detroit. I think he'll fit in right there with Stanley Johnson and. and you know, uh, Cartavius Caldwell Pope, great name. We got to do our top Cartavius. five names again. Yeah, Cartavius. So, where you got the Pistons going? The young, up and coming Pistons. Young athletes. They took Stanley Johnson, Cartavius Caldwell Pope. Adding to that, Malachi Richardson. Great tournament Ooh. at Syracuse. Freshman should have stayed, yeah. but I think he'll be he'll be uh, you know he'll push a couple people for some minutes there on Detroit. Now, it's hard to believe Denver again. With these three picks and Phoenix three picks, I think there's going to be a ton of trades, and Denver needs something better than more young kids. But at 19, I, I got them. You know, they've been going overseas lately, and I think they might take another center with a Z in his name because they've got the, the couple of kids. But I, I like the Zubak, um, you know, Ivkar Zubak or whatever. So Ivica Zubak two, from Serbia. He's got 245. Seven um, feet tall. Seen some highlights. He might be better than the two guys they already have, and maybe you know. So, who knows? But they're going to be compared uh, to Nainit Christic, so kind of that thin, yeah, yeah. power forward. They've got to make some trades, though, Ray. Denver needs to reboot, and they started with Moutier, but the other guys have got to go. And maybe they have to trade for Reed. We talked about it. How he used to be a top power forward, and now nobody talks about him. He's not even considered for, you know, USA basketball. They're at least the top ten guys that are going to make it, and we'll see who the other, you know, two or three are. Um, Indiana at 20. Paul George will be there in the Olympics. Him and yeah, Durant I think they need a point the guard. Team. They need some size. I got him taking Malik Beasley, uh, the freshman Me point too. guard from Florida State. I think he gives them He's size. Nice. And, he and was, some he was ripping up the ACC. I don't know if you remember him. Paul but George needs he some was, help. Yeah, nah, yeah, he and and you know it's good because uh, I don't George think they'll Hill's keep Ty the Lawson. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and George Hill's he's better as a, as a two, and also Monte Ellis. They'll you know him and George are are small twos. They're not pure points. This kid might you know step in and do some. The Hawks who need to make some trades. I think at twenty one, man, they go with uh, Chuck Diallo. I think upside didn't do much, couldn't play much at Kansas, but this guy can rebound and defend and. You know, they could lose our boy, Hawford, 
and Diallo might be a nice replacement at 6'9", and he needs to put on some weight, but I like him. Where you got the Hawks going? I got a guy that could go anywhere from late first to early second, Torian Prince. Uh, some people have him as high as Remember this. Remember him from some the tournament. Have him. Yeah, I got yeah. him in the second round, but he's talented. Yeah, second round. Woo. And gifted. Okay, Charlotte, the Hornets at 22, really, really impressed. Look, Jefferson might not be back. Jeremy Hill, I mean, Jeremy Lynn might not be back. They could go for a shooter or a big guy. I'm going my man, man Stone from the Terps. Look, 6'10", this kid, he didn't get to really get off at Maryland, but he's going to get off in the NBA. He actually could go a lot higher. I think he's very talented, good hands, 255. He's lunch pail, and he could be the new, better version of uh, Jefferson, so that's where I I'm going. Where that. you got the Hornets? I could see that. Yeah. Same, same. I think yeah. Okay, 23. Maryland. Celtics back on the clock. Where are they going? The interesting story of the draft, <laughs> Mr. Maker, the shot maker. Now some Ooh. people have him a little bit lower, but the kid from Australia, yeah. the seven foot He's power forward, the Enigma. The you see the highlights? He looks nice. Woof. Yeah. Okay, Tom. you know, you might well, be right on that one. Thon. 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 Yeah, T-H-O-N. Thon. He's, he's like, I am Thor, the man, Thon. <laughs> yeah, Not so to I be mixed going with Thon, the Thon, Second thong. pick. Second pick okay. by the Celtics. And uh, just, again, size, athleticism, just oh, yeah. building out that well, roster. I hate that Celtics roster. Uh, well, I'm I'm going with Damian Jones, six eleven, another big guy with some size, two forty five, the Vanderbilt kid. Kind of like him. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The Sixers again on the clock at twenty four. Where are they going? It's a hard pick because they're yeah. talking about trading and trading. Uh, you know, the number two pick from last year, and they might trade Okafor. So yeah, uh, uh Jalil Okafor. Um, Steven Zimmerman, that's my guy right ah, there. Okay. UNLV, uh, a lot, yep. of, lot of talent. I, I totally agree with you. And then the Clippers at 25, I got them going with the UNLV teammate, the 6'6 kid, little light, little skinny, um, McCow, <laughs> Patrick McCow. So I, I, I like him, and, and he's he's bucket. So the Clippers could use that. Paul Pierce could be gone or retire, and they kind of need somebody because Crawford might be gone, and this kid, uh, you know, might be able to fill that in. We'll see who you got the Clippers going with. So the Clippers need a two and a three to to eventually start or at least give them minutes in the rotation. So I like that pick, but I'm going to go with Demetrius Jackson because they also have an aging point guard that they need to get Ooh. some uh, off the bench. I like Demetrius. I, Demetrius. I got him Jackson in the second round, but I definitely like Demetrius. Remember, he was taking it to the Baja for Notre Dame. The in Sixers, 20, yep. 26, back on the clock. Gosh, they're going to make some trades, but I got them go with Bijanet, my God. I mean, this kid was the man at Syracuse. Look, he he, he stayed all four years, and he got better. And sometimes like there's nothing wrong. Yeah, Benajay, there's nothing wrong with a senior being picked because, you know what, he helps out, and I think he'll help out Philly. You know, need a, a, stop getting all this youth. Six, seven, he's just a ball player. Philly like needs a leader, and that team has got a bunch of – talent and they got maybe some more talent coming in even though he's undersized i was impressed with what he did this year at kentucky tyler Eulis. 
I think they might take wow. a chance on an undersized point guard. I wrote him off this year, but he had a great second half. Great tournament. Great tournament. Great second half. Yeah, he's he's definitely a leader. I got him as one of my second-round sleepers. Toronto, I'm going with Thon Maker. I think Thon Maker will be an an athletic guy. He um he could be dangerous. Could be, could potentially wind up being like a Marcus Camby. We'll see. Phoenix back on the clock. At uh, Oh, no, who you got it for Toronto, 27? Michael Benege, you had him a couple of okay. slots yeah. earlier. I think there Toronto might yeah, need, yeah, might need a little oh, bit of athleticism. Oh, that's a perfect place for him, especially you know, if DeRozan goes. There, they might not be able him. to f- keep him. Phoenix back on the clock again. I'm going with my man from Providence, and he can do it all. Ben Bentel. This guy is probably should get picked higher, but he's six eight, two thirty. And he was there when Chris Dunn couldn't shoot and couldn't score. This sophomore makes buckets, right? I love his game. Bento, Suns, that'd be a perfect stretch or just a four for them, and he can do it all. Who do you got the Suns taking? You had him going up earlier. I think he drops a little bit. Check Diallo from Kansas, mm. the freshman. Uh, had an up-and-down freshman season, got benched a few games, but I think that ultimately talent – prevails in the NBA, and I think he gets picked here, and he adds, you know, I, I think he can come off the bench initially and, oh, yeah. and add some love there to uh, to that Phoenix team. So I got the Spurs t- taking the kid from France, 29, can't even pretend to pronounce his name, Gus, Gus, Gusache, <laughs> Gusachon, um, whatever, Yusufaz. He's, what, 6'8", 260, and I think David West is opting out and maybe he can help. Who you got the Spurs taking? Yeah, either that or that guy that keeps popping up, Juan Hernan Gomez from Spain. Oh, yeah. He's getting yeah. drafted, and they uh, love, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. they love those international cats. The, 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 I can't say defending champs, the NBA final losers. The Golden State Warriors at number 30. I got them going with Chris Levert, no relation to Gerald, our boy Gerald Levert. Six seven one seventy five. He'll oh. get a little bit. But what he can do is give you some buckets. I like. If he Levert. didn't get hurt, he'd have been a top fifteen yeah. or twenty pick. He's a poor man's buddy healed. Definitely. So who you got them taking? I got Ben Bentel, your boy from Providence. You okay. said it a couple, you know, four or five picks earlier, but I think he he's a solid, solid NBA prospect. Okay. Well, listen. Great show. We'll be back Friday. Um, to wrap it up and talk about the NBA draft, talk about maybe some free agency stories will come out. The uh, legacy conversation has to continue. Thank you for all, like, what, seven, eight of our callers. Real quick, that's all sleepers, second round. Look out for Gary Payton Jr. I like him. I like your Euless guy. I like Isaiah Whitehead from Seton Hall, Ray. I think he, at the end of the day, at 6'4", he might be the better version of Chris Dunn because he can boogie. And Mal- Malcolm Brogdon from UVA, you know he's a two-way player, 6 what, he's six, a six, six, kind five. of player. Yeah, so he could go for late first round too. You got a couple of sleepers for me that you might like. And don't forget about our boy Marcus Page. Maybe he gets drafted late second round. I love him. <laughs> oh, Lord. Him 
him in his up and downness. <laughs> I his know. Up and down season. I got a root for uh, Yeah, I, th- I think you took most of my guys. Um, yeah. You know, I'd be really interested to see. You know, I had I had Demetrius Jackson going in the first round. A lot of people had him dropping. Um, mm, you know, the yeah. kid from Vanderbilt, Damian Jones, might be an interesting pick for some people. Um, uh, the Oakland Beasley. kid, Khalil Fielder, who led the nation in scoring and assists. You like yeah. him? I think he makes yep, the team. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. The other guy from, from Vanderbilt, Wade Baldwin, the sophomore, you know, he could be an interesting pick. Oh, uh, yeah, a lot of people like that, him. Yeah, there's some guys out there that could be interesting. Real quick before we end the show, Dustin Johnson Dustin wins his Johnson, first Ray. major. Did you see that whole Finally. controversy, though? With I, He had a one-stroke We are going to have to rip one-stroke him on penalty. Friday. Yes. USGA, the but the whole tournament. Totally dropped the ball. the ball on that. that that's ridiculous. You they can't have really. a guy playing with a cloud over his head. Now, granted, he won by, by three strokes, even with the penalty, but he came back from four, so he had an eight-stroke swing. One stroke is a big deal. If you're going to penalize him, that's fine, but you got to do it within a what hole. What about the two? shot this he hit ridiculous. after the cameraman had the battery going off, and he's like, really now? And then he goes up and hits it like perfect shot. Listen, I predicted Dustin Johnson. He came through. Tay had a good weekend, Cavs and Dustin Johnson. So, Man, you should have gone to Vegas. You should have – forget yeah, about Ray and listen. Tay. You should be Vegas, Tay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I did want to be in Vegas with J.R. Smith putting champagne on girls and taking off his shirt. So we end oh, the show Lord. with that, and we love J.R. and the Cavs. Congratulations to LeBron James, Kyrie, Tyron Lue, Gilbert, uh, the whole Griffin, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 52 years, no more. You guys got it. You deserve it. And congratulations. We'll see you Friday. Thanks for listening. Have a great sports week. Thanks to all of our callers. Thanks for, yeah, thanks to all the callers. Great show. Peace.